My journey to promote, celebrate, and uplift women started a long time ago. It started through my celebrity TV show, The Basha Show. I quickly realized that my purpose was so much more than simply interviewing celebrities. I've always wanted to build a global network to elevate women, but I was afraid. So one day, I realized that I already had the platform and I just needed to be my authentic, vulnerable self. So I decided to call up some queens from around the world and they all agreed to pull up. That was the moment we launched the Ask Basha video podcast and we're just getting started. We're going to change this game. We're going to teach women how to treat each other and how to treat themselves right. You feel me? Hey guys, it's your girl Basha. And you know, once you see us, that means one thing. It's Tuesday and it's time for the Ask Basha video podcast. Today our topic is raising children without biases. Are you born with a predisposition to be biased? Or were you groomed to be biased? Perhaps the first thing that comes to mind is racial bias. But the but the biases to which we refer to today are much broader than that. It refers to disability, gender, sexual, political, and religious biases. Today, I'm joined by some amazing ladies on the Ask Basha video podcast, and they will share their experience with biases and their own opinions on the origins of, of biases. I'd like to welcome back to the top right, well, let, let's let's just see. Top right, Mrs. Maua Mosha Alain, who is currently located in Tampa, Florida. Maua Mosha is a public health specialist who is currently serving as a senior biostatistician. Bio, bio I'm sorry, at a pediatric hospital research department. She's also Tanzanian, and she's an African print designer who uses her passion for African print to change the narrative about Africa. Her work is available on YouTube under Ma Afri Styles. I'm also saying welcome back to bottom right, Dr. Sidel Ross, who is located in New Jersey. Dr. Sidel Ross is Trinidadian American. She's an anesthesiologist and pain specialist. She's triple board certified and currently practices palliative medicine in New Jersey. She's also a classically trained vocalist who uses music to care for patients living with life-threatening illnesses. Dr. Ross's podcast, Prescription in Sound, is dedicated to promoting awareness of the healing potential of music and is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're saying welcome back to my girl in, the, in Brooklyn, New York, Dr. Marie Romney. Marie Laura Romney currently serves as the Vice President of Operations for New York Presbyterian Columbia University Irving Medical Center, the number one hospital in New York and number four in the nation per US News. Tasked with overseeing a workforce of 1,900 plus employees and an operational budget of 350 million in the aftermath of a global pandemic, Marie's focus on rebuilding employee engagement, streamlining clinical operations, and increasing outpatient volume to drive revenue recovery and growth. 
Dr. Romney holds an undergraduate degree from Cornell University, a medical degree from Robert Wood Johnson Medical School, and a Master's of Business Administration degree from the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania, a Team Steps Master Trainer with Sleen Silver Certification, Dr. Romney enjoys leading interdisciplinary teams to drive meaningful change to help improve healthcare delivery. Ladies, welcome back to the Ask Basher podcast. It's an honor to have you. I know how tired you are. We were talking about that before the show started. I feel it for you. I feel guilty, but I'm honored to have you back on our panel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is it possible to raise children without biases? You know, we're hitting the ground running today. I'm going straight to New York City and I'm starting Dr. Marie Romney. I'm starting with you. Yeah. Tell us, Queen, is it possible at all to raise children without biases? You know, Basha, I tried to think of a way to answer yes, but unfortunately, after much contemplation, the answer is no. <laughs> it's a trick question. Eh? It's a trick question, but I wanted to see how honest my queens were. That's right. Yeah. You know, we try our best as parents, but mm -hmm. there's what you say and then there's how you behave. And our mm -hmm. children know us better than anyone. Mm -hmm. And you surprise on the unspoken cues that they pick up on. Mm -hmm. And we're right now having a 13-year-old who I asked this question to. And he yes. was like, uh, of course, mom, you have biases. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't so brave to ask mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and I think what it is, at least for me, at least the way I think I've justified it is I try to prepare them for what's to come. Mm -hmm. And so it's often trying to balance, not transferring mm -hmm. your own experiences and assuming that those have to be theirs, but at the same time, not wanting them to be blindsided. And as you mm -hmm. said, that could be related to gender, that could be related to race. But either way, um, I think I think it's impossible because I think um, biases come from somewhere. It's a lived mm -hmm. experience. It's just if they go unchecked, that's when you can run into problems. Gotcha, gotcha. Mausha mm -hmm. Alain, what do you say? Is it possible to, to raise children without biases? I'm totally biased. I <laughs> <laughs> totally biased, and I capitalize on the first seven years of their lives. To bias them as much as possible <laughs> towards <laughs> towards whatever I feel is mm -hmm. for their best. I love an honest queen. Mm -hmm. Oh, I will keep it honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I've done everything I could from mm -hmm. language, you know, having them prefer my my native language, having them prefer mm -hmm. uh, being Tanzanian, you mm -hmm. know, having them not forget that they're African, even though they, you know, they're mixed kids with mm -hmm. other nationalities. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I've done everything I could to bias them. Mm. But as, as uh, Dr. Romney said, I, I have to be careful in the way of how I am. It's almost like programming, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I have to make sure that I don't, I don't go too much to the point that they can't have their own say yeah because there's they will be challenged well right? we will, we will get say. into that some more later you know yeah. I, I don't want you to say too much at this oh, okay. point okay. you but know yeah, I, I am biased you're biased that's that's all i want to know because we need to know where we're starting from we need to start from a position of truth mm -hmm. right dr sadal ross 
Yes, ma'am. Nancy 411. I mean, I, <laughs> I completely agree with what has been said up until now. I understand it. You would like to think that you're raising unbiased kids, but mm -hmm. chances are you're not because mm -hmm. I know I can speak for myself as a, as a parent, mm -hmm. right? That my child has a lot of exposure to me and the things that I say and I do, mm -hmm. right? In fact, I'm the first, her father, their father and I were like the biggest influences in their lives Correct. right now. In this, especially during COVID. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, and given that I hold a lot of biases, mm -hmm. you know, it would be unreasonable of me to expect that my kids aren't being raised with biases themselves. Mm, I like it. I yeah. like it. Yeah. I and and if I was to answer with the same um, approach, and and I were to be honest, of course I'm raising my kids with which West Indian mother is not raising <laughs> her kids with biases. Yeah. You know. What you know. You know. You all. Well, Mawa has West Indian affiliation by marriage, but we all have West Indian, we were raised West, you know, as West Indians, West Indian parents, West, we just have a different approach. And, and, and West Indian parents, especially West Indian mothers, will make sure you're biased. It's some <laughs> form of the other, <laughs> right? You know, because I really gave a lot of um, thought to this topic. I mean, let me just say, ladies and gentlemen, listening and watching, I am not an expert at this topic, right? Yeah. I'm not. I. I may get it wrong, but I'm going to talk the truth. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's important for us to, to say from the get-go, to, to, to define what a bias is. So I'll, I'll ask you all, and I'll start with Dr. Siddell Ross. Can you just yes. briefly define the bias so that I can also give a little more in terms of what I think about is being biased a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah. So define it and, and, and no, don't tell me if it's a good thing or a bad thing just yet. We'll define it and then we'll go into causes or okay. if it's inherent and so on. So how would you yeah. define a bias? I think a bias is got a tendency to kind of have to have a either a positive or a negative attitude towards someone or something, right? Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. saying whether it's so you notice differences mm -hmm. and then you come up with your own kind of way mm -hmm. of determining if those differences are good or bad. For you, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Everybody agree with that definition. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I I have nothing to add to that. Um, it's just that I think a lot of people don't realize that, um, you know, what causes it. Let's let's go to that. Like, what causes? What you think causes bias? Because I don't think we're born biased, or are we? The doctors first, Doctor Romney. What do you think? Are we born biased? No, I think we're born with a pretty clean slate, but mm -hmm. I think it can probably um, settle in a lot sooner than we think. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I think it's a combination of things that can, that biases are born from. Some can be repeated experiences, and so mm -hmm. you try to draw a connection or identify a pattern so that mm -hmm. you can draw a conclusion. And then I think the other way can be just if you have a very, very traumatizing or strong experience with something. Mm -hmm. It can cause feelings to set in, even if it's one instance. For you mm -hmm. to say anything similar, you kind of associate as being the same. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, um, protective mechanisms. Mm -hmm. What do you say, Mawali? Uh, um, 
I agree with what the definition is and where, where the cause is. Uh, speaking for myself, I think I would say a lot of my biases comes from just upbringing, mm-hmm. you know, who I was born into, mm-hmm. which family I was born into. And mm-hmm. um, as I've said a lot of times, the first, first few years of experience in life, that's where you learn the most because mm-hmm. you come in with a clean slate. Yeah. So that gives you that bias that eventually gets challenged and either you change, you modify, or you, you know, abandon things. So, yeah. so would you say a bias is a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, this, this is where we get sticky now. <laughs> right. So if we, again, it depends on what it is, mm-hmm. right? So if, if I have a bias towards um, avoiding people of certain color, Mm. That's not a good thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It, it takes away from me knowing a whole group of people based mm-hmm. on their tone. That's, mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Sure. But if I say, you know, um, I am biased towards African food, ah, anything, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I prefer African food, right? Yes. So, yeah. uh, it, it's really a cultural bias. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. okay. So it's um, almost like preference. Dr. Ross. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I think that it, it depends on the circumstance, certainly, right? Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the biases that kind of exist in society today, you might say, are not good. Mm-hmm. So when we, when we look at, of course, the racial, ethnic, um, gender, sexual orientation, those kinds of biases that exist mm-hmm. probably are not positive, not helpful, and kind mm-hmm. of prevent us from enjoying the richness and fullness of life, which is kind of what is getting to what um, um, Miss Moshe Alain was just describing, that it, it, mm-hmm. those kinds of biases take away from your enjoyment of life and getting to mm-hmm. know others and really living a full, rich life. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. there's some other things that may be positive um, mm-hmm. and don't necessarily have a negative impact on yourself or anyone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the difference comes, the, 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 the real issue is, if your bias has a negative, can have a potentially negative impact on yourself or on other people, mm-hmm. then that's a problem. Correct, correct. Um, because, <laughs> and I agree with what you've said, is there's nothing to, to disagree with. Um, because to me, a bias can be favorable, right? Mm-hmm. As a parent, I have a teenage son. If I have a bias towards him not hanging out with the wrong crowd, and if I see certain people whose dress code is consistent with deviance and so on, I will lie. That's going to be my bias. (laughs) It is not on the basis. No, I'm keeping it real. Just like you it's not on the basis of the color of that person. we, We were taught to dress a certain way. So we're biased towards that because this mm-hmm. way says you are professional. This way says you are um, worthy of being hired. This way says, you know, you are classy. Whatever the labels are. And no matter what we try to do, that is what we see when we see someone present themselves before us. So as a parent, I am going to be biased based on destructive behavior. Now, to pick up on what... Dr. Ross said, a bias becomes lethal when it's, um, when it's, um, 
but it manifests itself for malicious reasons. Now, that is not a bias that I would be proud of even in me, and that's not a bias I'm willing to support. I would not look at someone's child or a person or something and say, I don't want you to play with her because she looks that way. No, I'll be like, son, you may not want to be associated with that person because the way they're heading is because they, they seem to be leading a deviant path. They seem to be on the wrong road or a life of, you know, I'm, I've had this experience, praise God, to, to say to my son, but I'm just saying from a parent's point of view, mm. that is a good bias to have. Mm. <laughs> To, to be able to establish what's favorable behavior and what's unfavorable, unfavorable, what would lead down the wrong path and what would lead towards a more successful path. So for the, for the most part, we'll put on the word again, we all have biases that are supposed to be, that are aimed at us being constructive. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, it makes sense, you know, but it's interesting, again, I was telling you as I, Spoke to my 13-year-old about this. Mm -hmm. It's an argument that we I have had the opportunity to debate with him. Something simple. Um, mm -hmm. Walking down the street, mm -hmm. you know, he wants to have music playing on his phone in his pocket. And so he and I are going back and forth. And you know, why can't I do this? The music I'm playing is inappropriate. I was like, it's because of the perception that it gives others. And so he said, well, that's not fair. And, you know, as I'm thinking about it, it's true, it's not fair, but it is the reality of the world that we live in and yeah. the associations that we all make, the associations mm -hmm. I make if I see, you know, a tween or teenager walking down the street. With your pants by your knee. Exactly. <laughs> However, you know, it's a slippery slope, right? Because if you think about some of the biases that you mentioned professional organizations or what the definition of looking professional looks like. Right. I can remember the debate that I went through and getting my hair cut, you know, mm -hmm. I was relaxed, my hair was long, I fit mm -hmm. the part, and mm -hmm. I really for a moment was nervous. Well, should I wait mm -hmm. until I'm in my new job before I mm -hmm. go natural because is mm -hmm. that considered acceptable? Mm -hmm. And so where does that fall on the spectrum, right? That we know is not okay. That we're going to push back against. But what I've landed on is Honestly, you know, when you're a parent, it's like fair goes out the window. It's what's going to keep my kids safe, what's yep. going to set them up for success. And so yes. while I do not agree with the biases that kind of society uses to decide good, bad, safe, unsafe, your life depends on living by those rules. So you better mm -hmm. learn those biases and make sure you're you're aligning with them. You know yeah, I mean? you know, I want to just pick up quickly on that point before I send it, send it over to Mawa, Aline, and, and Dr. Sidal Ross. Um, and for that reason, we some of us need to forgive our parents in mm -hmm. that um, there was a time when our natural hair would not have been the thing to appear um, unless you lived in Africa um, <laughs> and it was different there. But for the likes of North America and the first world countries, the so-called first world countries, um, it just was not the thing that they were thought. And that was their way of protecting us too. Yeah. Because that's what was taught to them. Like, you know, the straighter your hair is, that natural look is not groomed, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we've all heard it. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> and so some experts came up with a lot of products that could really make our hair texture into the, the natural, beautiful style that it is. Because long ago, you still, you couldn't even find things to present that. 
in public. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Everywhere yeah. to keep it real. There, there wasn't anything made for for um, coarse textures and so on, and the tighter curls and, and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So the bias was was plausible to a point without mm -hmm. saying, I think I, 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 I depart from the bias if it was meant to suggest that we weren't beautiful with it. Yeah. Now that's where I depart from it. But in their own wisdom, they were also trying to protect us, like how we're trying to protect our sons and daughters Walking down the road with the music, pants need to be wet, supposed to be on your waist. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> what do you think about that, Mawa Ali, before I go to Dr. Sarah? I mean, absolutely agree. Like, I think the key thing that Dr. Omni mentioned was keeping the children safe, mm -hmm. right? A lot of my biases are just to make sure that they survive to see, you know, their 18th birthday, 21st birthday, yeah. you know. Their children's yeah. children. Right, yeah. to see <laughs> my children's children. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it comes without saying I would do anything as a parent to bias them towards that. Yeah. I mean, I remember when, because I was by myself in the U.S. for a long time and I left when I was young. And one of the things that kept coming to my mind whenever, you know, I wanted to do whatever I wanted to do was, man, mm -hmm. what would my mother say? <laughs> you know? And that, mm -hmm. that paused me right there. Mm -hmm. And that is nothing but bias. Yeah. So she yeah. Had put these things into my mind to say, yeah. a young lady doesn't do this, you know, and a young lady doesn't do that. And so I would catch myself. I said, what would my mother say? And <laughs> that would just stop me. So mm -hmm. I, I'm hoping that, you know, whatever I instill in my children, they'll pause for a second and say, yes, what would my mother say? Mother say? Yeah. I think my kids are saying that already because sometimes they'll ask the father, what would mama say? Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Sidaras, what do you think? Well, I agree. I think, I think some of the biases are important. They're necessary. Correct. And, and I think that's in some ways how, you know, the, the, the purpose that biases serve, right? They help people kind of make sense of the world around them. Mm -hmm. And so that they try to then figure out how to survive in the world around them and how to mm -hmm. thrive in the world around them. Mm -hmm. So you kind of make your, your impression, you form your impressions um, yeah. based on what you believe is best yes. for yourself and for those around you, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I agree that there is, there's a purpose and a place for, for some of it. Yeah, because we want to keep our kids safe. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that's built. That's like a that's inherent in in every mother. You know, like that's what we're born with. Well, you know, mm -hmm. once you become a mother, that's it. Right. Yeah. You know. Um. So for me, like one of the things that I want us to to also recognize that biases can be in our body language. Now mm -hmm. we're going through the different. First, it 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 leaves our minds. It 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 it's, it first starts as it first starts as thoughts, um, which then um, we lean strongly in favor of a preference. So whether it's a political preference, a religious preference, we are all living with biases. So if you're listening to this podcast and or you're watching this podcast and you're leaning towards saying, oh, no, 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 I have no bias. I have no idea what planet you're living <laughs> on. It means that you don't exercise any form of preference. You're a robot. They tell you what to do. Because <laughs> once you have an idea, it, once you support a political party, you wear your hair a certain way, you drive a certain car, you live in a certain neighborhood, newsflash, you live with biases. 
Yep. You know, because a bias exists when you have the opportunity to 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 exercise a preference. Mm -hmm. Now it's how you go about that preference. Um, if you go about that preference not respecting other people's preferences, right? Mm -hmm. Like I know that as someone with a first degree in government and politics, I don't expect everybody to be a Republican or everybody to be a Democrat because then we would not have democracy, first of all. So we all have political biases, but I'm not gonna have a ridiculous argument and be upset with somebody because their bias is different from mine. It becomes destructive when we try to make each other feel that you don't have the right to a certain political um, thought. It becomes destructive if we make someone feel bad because they are black. It becomes destructive if we make somebody feel bad because they are Asian. So like if you look different from that person. And, and I want to make this point in terms of coming back to body language. I heard um, this a new A-list Asian star say something recently. I believe it was on The View. Um, his name is Simu Lu. You're familiar with Simu Lu. He's a um, new A-lister. Uh, I think the Shang-Chi is the Marvel movie that he's featured in. And, you know, they were all talking about how how amazing it is for them to see themselves on screen. And, and I so appreciate that for them. I don't, I'm not Asian. I don't look Asian. But I am happy for... I know what it is and, and I to see your own and, and I know that representation matters, you know, again, because of biases, but not it's not a harmful bias to want to see someone like yourself, like a Lupita Nyong'o or Michael B. Jordan or somebody. It's, it's a sense of pride. It doesn't mean that you don't like the other side or the other person. You just want to see everybody. So one of the things he said, and, and that made me feel a little sad, and, and I thought I would remember, I said, you know what, I have to bring this up in our podcast because we're, we're, we're talking about biases. And he talked about when he was a child, and even though people wouldn't say things directly to, the, to, to their face, to their faces, sorry, um, as, as Asians, he remembered the body language of the people who were dealing with his parents who couldn't speak English properly. Mm. And I thought, how powerful. Mm. And it was something attached to shame. Like, he, he didn't say that he was ashamed, but he knew what the body language meant um, based on how they were interacting with his parents. And um, that stayed with me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it stayed with me. And I said, okay, so we're going to be talking about biases soon. And we have to know that even though we're raising our kids with, with some form of bias, it is important for us as parents to make sure that we communicate that your bias is not meant to have malicious intent. This is just your preference. Somebody else is going to have a different preference. They're going to choose a different zip code. They're going to choose a different partner. They're going to choose, and you just respect them. We don't need to malign them. We don't have to be malicious. We just have to respect the fact that they're different. Yeah. Yeah. And from when I heard that, that made me, I was like, wow, you know? So what questions do we need to ask ourselves to determine whether our biases are in fact constructive or destructive? You know, are we open to people having different religious beliefs? 
it may differ from ours. Most, most of us, not all, believe in some form of God, divine. I would hope, and it does not exist, but I would hope most of us believe in good. But the way we choose to worship that divine power and so on is very different. Does it mean that yours is better than mine? You are bad because you're not in my church. You, mm -hmm. you know, all these things can be destructive. I mean, we have to, we're raising our children to go out in the world, to mix with everybody. And we want them to get along with everybody. How do we handle this? How do we decide? What questions do we need to ask to determine if our biases are constructive? Now, what, Oh, you have to start with me. Okay. I'm starting with you. <laughs> you know, I think um, truly having children yeah. is um, it's an opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. For me, for things to be reflected, for myself to be reflected and to really see myself. Mm -hmm. And I say that because um, children, like mm -hmm. the stage at least where my children are, yeah. Um, they ask questions and they ask a lot of why, <laughs> right? And you know that why we get so frustrated explaining why a hundred and times a hundred times. <laughs> like, but it was the other day they said something. They were talking about some, some product or something. And then I jump in into their conversation was none of my business, but I jump into their conversation and they were like, oh, ma, there you go again. You're going to say this is from Tanzania. You know, I know you're going to say that is. And I, I was like, oh, my bias has really caught up with me. Right? <laughs> it seemed like mm -hmm. I'm putting so much because my goal is always to, to make sure that they know, you know, not just one side, but you really need to know this other history or information that you're not going to necessarily learn in school. Mm -hmm. So it has to be orally presented to you. Mm -hmm. I find facts for you and things. But they were like, Ma, we understand, but there's also this thing. Mm -hmm. So it was a great opportunity for me to be reminded that, okay, mm -hmm. you have done your part. They are thinking for themselves, as little as that may be, but they are coming mm -hmm. into themselves, mm -hmm. right? They are beyond age seven at this point. They, they've collected all the information, but now they're, they're mixing and matching and figuring out what are we going to follow. Yeah. So that was a good reflection for myself and saying, okay, am I still continuing with the, the biases that are ne not necessary at this point, or am I or am I challenging them, asking them questions to challenge what they believe and understand and can they present or represent themselves? So it was a good moment for me. Yeah. And it was a it, it was a blessing in disguise. I mean, I didn't I shouldn't have jumped into that conversation <laughs> anyways. But I got to learn. Yeah. And I had to be open to learning. And I'll tell you what, you know, as someone with older kids, teenage kids. Children can really check you, huh? And the older oh, no. they get, they, they can check you, huh? The older you get. Yeah. 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 I remember my son checking me. That might have started from around 13, 14. Mm -hmm. You know, things that were not said for malicious intent, but he's like, you know, nobody says this anymore. Nobody. I was like, thanks. <laughs> no, but then I, then I, it's an opportunity for me to say, mm -hmm. like, hey, I don't know everything. That's why I'm educating you so well. So you can, come back and mm -hmm. teach me 
and keep yep. me current. You know, it's never too late for me to learn, you know? So, I mean, can any of you ladies, Dr. Sedaros, mm -hmm. um, recount your first, uh, 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 I would say, encounter, um, your, your recollection of, of, of biases and, and how that affected your life? <laughs> Why are you well, laughing? I I, I, it wouldn't. It would not have been my first encounter for sure because it happened yeah. in my adulthood. But but okay. one that really sticks out in my mind mm -hmm. <laughs> was um, my husband, in fact. Mm. Mm. So after we had dated for some time, mm -hmm. he said to me, "I have there's something I need to admit." Aha. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> he said, "When I first saw you, that for, you know, going into the hospital, the very first day I laid eyes on you, I was like." Mm -hmm. Whoa, who is that new nurse? I've never seen her before. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. Oh my God. Are you kidding? 100% the truth. So what, so what did you say? Tell us the truth now. <laughs> <laughs> Your husband no, referred said, to you as a nurse. Okay? He thought I was a nurse. He said, and I went, he said, you know, and I tried to keep up with you, but you were moving so quickly. I lost track of you and I went to every floor asking them if they'd seen this new nurse who looks like they he described me and everything. Talk to me about this face. Oh my God. <laughs> and of course, nobody knew who this new nurse was. <laughs> I love it. Never heard the story. I love it. I love it. Oh my God. Oh my God. And you know, so he tells me this after I had already fallen for him. Yeah, mm -hmm. clearly. Yeah. Right, he knew. I guess he was smart enough to know that. Um, and so now, you know, when he and I have conversations now about this, I'm like, but so we it's obvious that we really need to take stock of ourselves because here you are. I mean, you this was I never heard the story. You were operating under this bias when you met me, this gender bias, right? At the very least, it was a, the very least, it was a gender bias. Mm -hmm. right? There could have been more to it, yeah, at exactly. the very least, gender. And I said, and here we are now with two daughters. Mm -hmm. yep. And you don't want anybody to mistake them for a nurse, right? <laughs> right. right, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, 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 that's no, what no. They want, right? Yeah, if they don't want to be a nurse. Yeah. Alea yeah. <laughs> talks about wanting to be an orthopedic surgeon. Yeah. Like her father. Her daughter, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to tell her? <laughs> that that's what she if she wants to be an orthopedic surgeon that's what she'll be and yeah, there's yeah. no limitations right and no i'm just trying to figure out why you would think is it a walk like that uh, kind of west indian walk well that's <laughs> certainly a part of the attraction yeah <laughs> so that's what i was told <laughs> But so we have to we we have we talk about this from time to time, you know, he mm -hmm. and I, as we're raising these these girls, um we want them to be <laughs> self-assured. We want them to, you know, we want to minimize the biases as much as we can. We yeah. can't get rid of all of them. Yeah. But as yeah. much as we can, to the extent that we can, we should. I'm yeah. smiling because I I might have been the reverse of, of your husband because when I met my husband, the first assumption is that he was not husband material. Mm -hmm. I've, I've said this before on the show and Dr. Ross knows that. I was like, there's no way a professional athlete could be husband material, no way. 
So I wasn't, you know, as this, as the saying goes, my name is Bennett and I wasn't in it. I was like, you know, I need a free dinner tonight. I'm going. But I, I so wasn't in it because clearly this made absolutely no sense. Mm. How could this man be husband material? No, that was a bias. I was profiling the man's career. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and here we are, happily, 20 years later. So yeah. he laughs at me, he laughs at me because I did not think, well, 21 years later, 20 years married yeah. in the coming week. But I did not think that this brother or anybody else in his field would be, especially at that age, would be yeah. considered any type of mar marriage materials. I was like just taking calls and filling time. <laughs> I really was. I mean, I can say that, but and, and apologize and say shamelessly, I was wrong. But <laughs> it was a bias. So I can't get back to your husband because I had my own biases at, at the time. And I was like, hey, no athlete for me. <laughs> Anyone of you all have, no, serious? I was like, mm -mm, not at all. What am I going to talk to him about? All kinds of crazy things. And turned out to be the best guy I've ever met in the whole world. Mm. You understand? Crazy. Any? What about you guys with your spouses? Any? Any? Any reverse bias? Anybody had biases before we move on to our hot topics? Yeah, mine was definitely um, similar. My husband was, first of all, a football player. In, we we met in college. He had not been in a serious relationship the whole time we were there. I was good friends with his roommate, who was telling me, oh don't play yourself, you're gonna get hurt. And I was like, well, listen, I'm a big girl, I can handle it. And you know, here we are. And actually it was with that intention because I was in a, had mm -hmm. been in a long-term relationship and I told my girlfriend, I'm gonna have this <laughs> he's graduating. I've never been kind of the, forgive me to say like one night stand girl, but no. I'm going for it. And yeah. well, that didn't work out, here we are. As you mm. said, <laughs> marriage. We, we just love the Haitian queen, huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but you you don't know. And going back to in terms of what you teach your kids, I think I said, you know, trust but verify. People say that all the time. It's okay to have your biases, but don't don't rest your laurels on being so sure mm -hmm. until yeah. you've checked, you know? Yeah. You, you have that in place so you could come in with your eyes wide open, but still check because sometimes you'll be surprised and pleasantly so. As, yeah, but, I mean, 21 years later, as Ianna Van Zandt once wrote in her book, I thought this was an in-the-meantime relationship. I was yeah. like, in the meantime, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Maureen? Uh, me? Oh, man. The, I had some biases. I think... Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I remember talking to my mother Mm -hmm. And I told her, Mama, I don't think I want to marry a Tanzanian. I'm from Tanzania, so I was like, mm -hmm. I don't think I ever want to marry a Tanzanian. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why she reminded me of this. Mm -hmm. It was just, I think it was just embedded in me. And mm -hmm. sure enough, I never did. Not for, you know. <laughs> you followed up on your biases. <laughs> so, but I had to check myself later on in life. I said, but why? Mm -hmm. And then in, in, in that revision, I understood why. Because I had, I was exposed to something different, right? Yeah. In terms of um, exposure outside of the country, and yeah. I wanted a certain mindset of mm -hmm. my partner, right? Mm -hmm. And I wasn't getting that at that point, so I was mm -hmm. like, ah, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. And and then I ended up meeting a really great guy, and mm -hmm. 
it's almost like it kind of you know solidify my very mm -hmm. weird bias that was your call <laughs> <laughs> but i mean now i can't i can't say it because i know i, I want to encourage anybody like they're great guys you know great mm -hmm. guys it's yeah. just i was just so i was looking for a particular type of personality mm -hmm. and openness in a, in in someone in, mm -hmm. and at that point i wasn't getting it in the interactions i was having mm -hmm. so i just totally had this bias ah. i was totally wrong but i'm happy I but it's happy me. anyway talking about biases ladies um i just want to shift a little bit before we go because I need to sound off on last night VMAs. I don't know if any of y'all got a chance. I just watched the highlights. And let me tell you something. I didn't work out for about four days. And after I saw Normani and Tiana Taylor's bad day, not body, their bad day, honey, <laughs> I just got myself up. And I got to the gym. If you see a girl working out right early this morning, Monday mornings, I don't work out. I was like, nope, I'm not having it. There's no way. No money. And Tiana Taylor alone should be looking like this. This is not right. I was like, Lord help us. Dear body is on fire. I need to oh check that out. Yeah, exactly. It was like, I'm like, Lord, why y'all come out here to make me feel bad this morning? I got to the gym so early. <laughs> I started my week off right with an amazing workout. And honestly, outside of the future <laughs> body benefits, it oh made me feel so good mentally, physically. It really kickstarts my day because I have a heavy load right now. And I was like, I think I might need to do this tomorrow morning again, but I have to go back and watch that picture. <laughs> the inspo, the inspo, the inspo. Yeah, every inspo. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's what I'm sounding off on this week, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I want to remind everybody to go follow our queens uh, at their Instagram handles, my Afri Styles, at Marie Romney MD, at Sidel Ross MD, and their Instagram profiles will be in the body of this article associated with this podcast. This is why we do this. We, 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 we love this podcast. And what we love about it is that we are global and we bring queens together from around the world. You know, my Elaine, she's in Tampa, Florida, but she's from Tanzania. Dr. Sidaros is in New Jersey, but she's from Trinidad and Tobago as well. And Dr. Marie Romney is from Haiti, Haitian ancestry, but she's in Brooklyn, New York. And your girl, Basha, from Trinidad and Tobago, but I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Yep. Yeah. So just go follow them on their, their um, Instagram handles in the body of this broadcast. I wish we could go on and on, but all good things must come to an end. This is a reason we do this, to bring these women together. And I can't say every week, you put a smile on my face. I'm in the most amazing company. I remember learning a few things about human beings very early in my professional life. You know, um, we want love. Two things we want, love and acceptance and we are afraid of rejection if that is truly the case we should all be more tolerant and kinder to each other we all want to be accepted and loved however the moments some you know some of us are not willing to conform with the idea of love spirituality political ideals physical acceptance etc or biases 
Once we confront it with these differences, our biases get activated. Having a bias is not a bad thing. If it adheres to a standard, if it helps you to go further, um, a bias can be progressive, but it can also be destructive based on the intent of that bias. So on that note, remember to be careful what you say about each other because it takes one to know one. And to quote my darling son, Russ, ladies, you did a great job. <laughs> Until next time, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. It's your girl, Basha. Remember to live the life you love and love the life you live. I'm out. Bye, everybody. See you next time. We're, actually, we're going on hiatus, guys. So check out Instagram to see what we're coming back. We need a break. We'll see yeah. you. Bye. Yes. <laughs>